Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads, the podcast with myself, Nick Boddington and James Urquhart. Here we share insider information about Facebook ads. But as you know, it's not just running the ad, it's what happens after. So we'll look into funnels, e-commerce, email marketing, lead generation and much, much more. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Let's Run Facebook Ads, the podcast with myself, Nick Boddington and my colleague, James Urquhart. Today, we're going to be talking about how much money you should be spending on running ads, because this is the question we get asked probably the most out of everything. So we thought, why not do an episode just on this topic? This is going to relate to anyone who's running a small budget to people who are wanting to scale and run larger budgets. But remember, if you're struggling on what ads you should be running on Facebook and you're struggling to get the traffic or the conversions and you're just finding the whole thing very, very confusing, then you need to come and check out the ads clinic. I can come on for 30 minutes with you to look at your ads, see what you're doing, see what you're running, seeing where you're going wrong, hopefully fix some things. And thereafter, if you want to have us as a consultant, then we can sort something out. Go to theadsclinic.com to get started. Hello and welcome to the Let's Run Facebook as a podcast with me, Nick, and my colleague, James. James, how are we? Good afternoon. Welcome back. Good here. Seems like a long time since you've been on this. I, I would like to think that everyone's missed you. I'm not sure they have. Mm. Well, you wouldn't have. No, I, to be fair, it seems like ages we've had a chat on here. Liv's been sort of taking over. I wasn't sure. She came on the one last week. I've done a, a few single ones. Well, you're just a bit busy, aren't you? Which is a good thing. It's like a good problem to have. Yeah, we've been busy. And we can now officially say why I've been a little bit busy. So Yeah, well, go on. We have a new recruit and that's from social. And that new recruit is a guy called Jake Sweeney, who we've brought in from a marketing automation firm, who I've worked with for probably, what, 10 years now, give or take, Nick? Um, yeah. And, yeah, he uh, he was looking for a, a new challenge and, uh, and yes, yeah, so what we've, been, what we've been doing and how we've been, uh, how we've been disrupting the market. And, uh, and we were lucky enough to... To get them on board, so Jake's come on as our commercial director and really helping us to to strategize really more with clients. So he's worked with some some of the big boys. So if you've got Travis Perkins, a lot of charity clients like the PDSA, and yeah, he's grown their client based in terms of retention, average order values, spend by huge amounts. So yeah, to have him on board uh, is a huge win for us. But also for you guys listening, because there's some stuff that he's brought in even over the last six weeks that we've not really looked at in that perspective. And mm. you know, Nick, we've seen some results increase with clients in such a short amount of time because of a different way of looking at it, which will obviously which sort of ties into um, ties into spend today, doesn't it? So yeah, that's yeah. Busy, Nick. So this is why everyone's had to hear just from you, which I'm sure yeah. they've adored. So don't worry, guys. It's not everything we've been teaching over the last year isn't is wrong. <laughs> it's completely right, I suppose, from our point of view as running as an agency. We're doing things differently now. So ads are still being run the same way. How we report back to clients, what KPIs we use for certain clients, strategies we use for certain clients are all different. But bear in mind, you know, it comes with a lot of ad spend. So, you know, we're talking about clients who've got a lot, a lot of money to spend, which sort of brings us to the topic of this. Um this podcast, which is how much money should you spend? So we're going to talk about 
um, whether you're running, you know, you should be running 10 pounds a day, whether it should be 300 pounds a day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we'll go into a little bit about scaling and stuff for, for the, the, the ones who are listening to this who probably have got more ad spend. So let's start with that question. How much should you be spending on your ads? Well, if I go first, so it all comes down to really how much money you've got as well. I think the biggest mistake people make, especially small businesses, freelancers, entrepreneurs, et cetera, at the early stages, is that they go into Facebook marketing with a hoping for the best kind of attitude of, okay, I've got, I'll I'll put a little bit of money into it. So they just like throw 30 pounds at it. Literally, it runs for a matter of days. They haven't really got any results and they say it didn't really work because they didn't get an order. So it's going in for completely the wrong, in the wrong, in the wrong way altogether. What you need to do is really think about it as um, what are you trying to achieve? What's your goal here? And look at Facebook as an actual, you know, this is going to become a marketing channel, isn't it? And you need to think, you can't you can't just dibble and dabble or use a bit of your own money. You need to set aside, if you've set up a business, you need to set aside funds for, for these sort of things because you've got to take this seriously. You've also got to really strategize and understand what you're doing. And obviously you guys are listening to this because you're wanting to understand how to run Facebook ads and how things work. But you need to be realistic on the amount of money you need to put aside. There is a metric that we go by, which is really based on an average order value of going for, of times it by four, you know, on a daily spend. So, for instance, if you've got an average order value of £50, like you need to be spending in the hundreds to get some orders coming through. If you put £10 a day spend when you know your product is costing average order is costing 50 quid you're not going to get an order for five days it's like it, it's really kind of that simple you've got to give facebook enough budget to be able to find the audience that the the orders out for for there so james always talks about the fact that this is a level playing field it is and we'll go into that it's a living player you can go up against the big boys because facebook isn't looking at how much money someone is spending so to speak yes the, the platform does get crowded, but it's not looking at that. If if your biggest competitor ends up being a blue chip company and you're trying to disrupt the marketplace, if you do amazing content with amazing copyright and everything and the, it's resonating and engaging with the audience, Facebook is going to take notice of that. But at the same time, you also need to give it some decent kind of money to actually get in there, don't you, James? Do you not agree with that? Um, in terms of average order value, yes, times by four, I think it is a reasonable place to start. I think that's a lot of money for a lot of people, isn't it? If they if they know their average order value is fifty quid, and they're like, oh, but that's too, like you know, imagine that's two hundred quid a day. Imagine someone told you it's two hundred pounds a day that you've got to spend. That's also unrealistic. So I also don't believe in that stat that much because I think you can do you can start off with not that kind of money. I think there's two ways to look at it. Yes, some people won't be able to, and for those. It's understanding what you're trying to get out of it. So something that you know I've been, you know, as you said, then pestering on about is that this level of playing field. Now, absolutely is, because all we're doing is trading time for money. So we're trading, we're leasing eyeballs, aren't we? That's what we do as advertisers in digital. We're leasing eyeballs. But then when it comes to actual purchases, you do need a lot of eyeballs to see your product or service. Now that is going to cost money. 
So yes, you can go in and test certain strategies or campaigns with certain types of budgets, but also you are going to have to spend some money. And if you have only got 10, 20 pound a day, are you really going to achieve what you want to? Yeah. Out of it? Because I think also, like we've just had a discussion on with the, with the team about a new um, drinking card game that's coming on. And we're about to literally about to start running an ads for them this, this afternoon. Just to, and it's very, very new. We're going to warm up the ads manager, get Facebook used to the spend, all this sort of stuff. But we, you would look at that product and go, that is going to absolutely fly out the door. It's 20 quid, £19.99. It's really funny. It's quirky. It's everything. You know, this is why we're having to go with the policies and make sure we're doing everything right. But we've done this enough times to know even if you've got the most amazing product in the world and you look at it and think that is going to fly out, everyone's going to buy it, it's not that easy. You've still got to do all your testing. Yeah, you might get a bit of luck. You've still got to do your testing at the beginning. You've still got to test out audiences. You've got to find where those audiences are. You've got to find the messaging that resonates with the audience. And can you do that level of testing? It's like when I come on to consultancy calls with people and they're like, okay, well, I just want to spend £15 on that. I'm like, it makes it harder because you're not going to get the data back quick enough either. You know, it's like, okay, well, we'll have our next call in seven days and because it's going to take seven days for the data to come back to actually make any decisions. And you're hoping that you get an order in that seven days. Otherwise, you're going to look at, what, 20 quid a day, 15 quid a day over seven days. I'm not going to do the maths, but it's 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 more than you want to spend if you haven't got an order at the end of it. No, and I think what you said there about the, the seven day now, it's taken that long to see what's going on. So this this notion that you can do an ad like we used to be able to and suddenly see results tomorrow, uh, you come to a level, but true knowledge and true data from that ad, you yeah. need some days now, which then brings back into the budget, doesn't it? Have you got enough money to sustain it for a week? Now, personally, if you don't, I wouldn't even touch Facebook. But also, if you you know if you haven't got the money for a seven day window, are you ready to advertise at all? Or you know, not to sound harsh here, but are you if you've got a bit, you know, I know you know where I'm going with this, don't you? It's hard. Well, the end of the James, end of the, the end of the day, James, you're in business. What's the point in being in business if you're not going to a? You're not going to Facebook is a fantastic channel. And, you know, when we compare Facebook to TikTok, you know, we're, we're in the realms of we've just won our first TikTok client. We've got other clients wanting to look at TikTok. A lot more creative effort has to go into TikTok. So, yes, TikTok is a cheaper platform. It's a newer platform. There's things on it. But you have to stay to get any success from TikTok. You've got to stay native to it. The beauty with Facebook is you can just put up, you can go into Canva, you can create an ad, you can Canva will do it in the right shape size for your post all this lot it's very simple you can do that on a free account it's very simple to get something that you think is going to engage or get five different images or creatives that you can test on an audience see which one gets the best engagement when you say okay well i'm going to give tiktok a go unless you're native to the platform or you've been doing things on the platform or whatever i mean that's the hardest part isn't it you know those are the platforms I, I knew you were going to use the word native then. That's like your word of the week at the moment. My word of the moment, yeah, keeping everything native to the platform. But you're right. You're right. It's, um, especially when you start going to, uh, when you're going multiple platforms. So let's say you said, let's say we PPC versus Facebook. 
as an example, whichever one says, you know, which one, and we hear a lot, you know, which one would you go for? Well, they're two very different platforms. You've got PPC, which we know is more expensive because it's an auction site. So you, again, that isn't a level playing field because you are going to lose to the big boys. End of. There's no getting around that. But they are people in market. And Google know that, which is why it's going to cost you more money. A lot of people then will do PPC, but then will never look at Facebook because it's harder to do. Because with PPC, all you've got to do is do a bit of copy and you're clicking through to a, a sales page or a landing page or website, whatever you do. Whereas with Facebook and social media marketing, this is A, it's invasive, which means you're not more testing in terms of creating copy, which, hey, costs money. And then to actually get into those audiences, you've then got to spend money to get to them. So you've got sort of two, two issues there in terms of actual budget and spend. You've got all the copy and creative if you don't do it in-house, which is which is very expensive. You know, I spoke to Heron Foods this morning who have 400 sites across the UK. Even they're sick of paying their agency for creative. You know, a business of that size who are owned by B&M, you know, huge business, even they're sick of it. Well, you know, sick so of paying for creative? For the volume of creative they need, yeah. So obviously they've got all their billboards, their you know, install. Yeah, yeah, it's constant, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive. So they've, they've actually employed two in-house creative uh, people now because when they, you know, weighed up against the agency they used, um, yeah. saw clearly there was a, you know, that, that was the, well, and also from a speed perspective, you know, they were able to get creative back quickly. But again, that's another cost. So it's not just about spend. And this is what I, you know, I get my being my bargain for a lot is that I was all about ad spend. You know, you see all these uh, marketers and people, you know, competitors to us going, oh, yeah, amazing. We've got this client three times ROAS. Okay, does that include your cost, your creative costs, your copy costs, your management fees? All of that needs to be taken into account before yeah. you start spending money on these platforms. Which is why, especially with our big clients, we'll look at it from a over a 12-month period, won't we? And it'll be rather getting away from ROAS, which is, you know, thing that's it bites you in the ass because you uh, if you're if you're if you're running your own ads for your own little business and you're getting five row ads and you know that out of that you're still you're you're making some money after all your costs that's great but for a big business that we're you know that we will work with it'll be like over 12 over 12 months okay you've given us two hundred fifty thousand, which includes our fee includes the creative that you did blah blah, blah. you've made 600 Take off the two fifty you spend. That's how much profit you've made, and that's how it, it needs to be looked at, doesn't it? But the thing is, you know, when people when I was talking about TikTok earlier, and it's like, you know, if you're not prepared to go onto these, why why Facebook is good? You know, with TikTok, you need to be it's constant creative, you know, because because you're working on trends and things like that. Your creative, on average, is going to last seven to fourteen. Excuse me, seven to fourteen days. On Facebook, we've got we've got clients who are using the same creative, and they've been going for six. That roofing company, we've got creative on there. Some of the ads that are still working, they've been going for eight months. Yeah. You can't do that on all these other platforms. Like Facebook and Instagram is an amazing platform to do it. So if you're not willing to go through that testing process of doing itself, testing out some creative, just putting some effort into your own business, then you need to re-read, look at whether you should be in business or not. Mm. But in terms of spend, you know, we we always say, don't we? £10 per audience per day. I know we did say five. I've got that a bit recently to, to think you for just because we know that it's more expensive. So I, I'm working at the moment around £10 per audience per day. 
that's why I say from a front end perspective. Now I know when obviously it hits you guys and the team in the back end, you'll be testing loads of different stuff and all that. We work for ten pounds as well, ten pounds yeah. per audience per day. So if you're thinking that you need four audiences, that's forty quid. Well, okay. So look at look at the card game that um, Lib's actually working on the ads as we speak. So we've got to do because it's a bit of a it's a bit close to the mark, isn't it? This game it's called Horny Devil Games for anyone that's listening. Yeah, a little bit of a shout out on Amazon. Actually, can you even buy it on Amazon? Yeah, it's no, Amazon, it's on but isn't it a different area, different department of Amazon, which I never knew though existed? No, it's on it's on Amazon. Horny Devil Games, or if you typed into Google Diablo. No, no, still Horny Devil Games. Horny, Horny Devil. Devil Games. Yeah. Um, it's it's like double, but a bit. It's it's basically rude. Everyone gets a stack of cards, and there's one card in the middle, and you have to see if you've got the same um, shape or icon or whatever as the one that you've seen in the middle. But you have to say the sexual position or sexual innuendo that matches. It's yeah, a bit not, of a. It's a bit like it's that. Not, it's not a position. Is it's like a beaver or tea bag thing. Yeah, so it's a bit, yeah, yeah. Hopefully the people listening to this get what we're talking about. So we're, we're obviously going to set the ads up, go through the policies. But yeah, go on, what you were saying about it, live setting it up. So that's being set up at the moment. Now, because we've got to get some ads been going for the account and you know get the trust up with Facebook with this particular brand, we've got to do what you guys discussed on the call prize this podcast, which was a vanilla ad. So it's not all the creative that we've had done, which is, a bit close to the mark but it's oh, good it's brilliant isn't yeah, it fantastic um and it'll work really well but we can't just put those straight out so we're doing 10 pound a day but we're only using one audience which is cards against humanity which is a competitor now if you decide to live can you also do scrabble or monopoly drinking again? games partying all these different audiences you want 10 pounds an audience and then you've got to think you know the rule of thumb is you need to get to two thousand impressions per audience to be able to make any decisions on. And in a way, James, that's probably going up a little bit now because of the time it takes for data to come back mm-hmm. and everything. So let's say it's, let's work it off 2000 and the average CPM, let's work it off a tenner. We get better CPMs than a tenner. And that's basically means cost per getting to a thousand impressions. So it's going to cost you 10 pounds for a thousand people to see your ad. And you've got to spend 20 pounds to get 2000 people to see your ad times by how many audiences you've done you've you've got four audiences you've now done 80 quid yeah just just to figure out whether which audience worked mm. yeah yeah and for a game like uh like david's he there's not huge margins in it so it's not like with some of our clients like the roofing company that you, you said a minute ago there's huge huge margins and and what they with, with what they do and what they sell mm. And obviously, their average order value is huge. This is a twenty-pound, twenty-five-pound board game. That's it. There's so no- there you go. So there's a topic of this conversation. There, you know, of people who've who have got their product with them now, or thinking about a product. What's your margin? You've got to have you've got to have room to play with. Otherwise, you end up becoming a volume. Otherwise, it becomes a volume product, doesn't it? Where you've got to sell a huge volumes, massive revenue little profits but your spend has to come from somewhere ideally you want your business to be able to fund itself otherwise you're having to inject money from your own personal money into your business all the time because your margins are so tight Mm -hmm. so like midi games 
um, who was one of my consultants, he'll be listening to this. Sort of prime example, not of his margins, but he sells his his product for like twelve pounds down from twenty four, twelve dollars down from twenty four. Um, on the first day, actually, he had four or five orders which came through at like five pounds per per order, which average order value was not too bad at all. He's really happy with it. I said, look, just go with it now, just let it ride out for seven days, if not longer. Let's see what you get. It crashed the next day, like the next day, it just literally bottomed out for two days. I've got access, so I keep having a look, but it's risen up again. But he was panicking. He was like, oh, you know, it's like, okay, don't look. Just turn it off. Don't go into it for seven days. Like, you've really got to have balls of steel for this, haven't you? I mean, it's easy for us to do it without someone's money. But when you're controlling your budget, you're looking at your ads, you're looking at every single link. I know what it's like. Christ almighty, re- refresh gets you orders. You know, every time you refresh the ads manager, oh, maybe I've got another order. We all do it. You be, be you're being too close to it. You're being too emotional. You need to look at it as business money. If you're too close to it and you're emotionally invested in it, still, you, you've got to somehow remove yourself away from that because you're not going to be acting in, in the right frame of mind when you're running the ad, when you're running the ads. And again, go, let's go on to why Jake um, has been brought in is because. You know, he's so good at strategizing and, you know, he's done it for many, many companies in the UK and around the world. And he's looked at it in a very different perspective with budget. So rather than as a front end, me going, what budgets have you got? Which was a question I used to ask all the time. Now what happens is we actually have a discovery call with a client and we go for in detail what their, you know, all their, all their figures in terms of average order value, lifetime value, margins, what, how much product they've got, what the percentages in terms of conversion rates from, from landing page views to, you know, if it's e-commerce or, you know, offline sales, how many then need a phone call, all, all that stuff. And and we also get an understanding of what audiences they're trying to, trying, trying to get to. And following on from that call, which, you know, the call's around an hour and a half, Jake and I will then create a strategy document around a budget that's fit for purpose, rather than trying to fit a budget, uh, a purpose around budget, because then that doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know if I've said that right, because that sounded really bad. But you know what I'm saying, Daniel, on that one. So uh, a simplified way. So rather than them saying we've got three grand and this is everything we want to do and we want we want this many orders and this many leads or whatever, you find out on the discovery call what they're going to do. We then look at the audiences, the different types of things we can target, how much the creative is going to be, what sort of creative you need, how much you could need. And then you'll say, you're actually going to need seven grand for what you need to do. Yeah, so D- Dave was a good example. So David's, um, we could have gone, you know, you could have, we could have, I'm actually going to get this up now while we're on the phone, actually, to give you an idea. So if I look at David's, uh, which is the horny devil, uh, um, or now, again, we could have gone really broad with that because, in truth, you know, a lot of people can you can play his game, um, can't they? You know, it's a board game, especially also it's a card game at Christmas. But again, rather than go to every man and his dog, what we've done is we've created addressable markets. So yeah. we've done a switcher. So we've done a switcher campaign, which is people that already play Cards of Humanity in a game of similar ilk. And we're trying to switch them across to to horny devil we've also got christmas preppers Mm -hmm. we've got 
um, drinking games and party people. Mm-hmm. So you've got three audiences there. Now, I'm sure between the two of us now, we could probably think of another five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. But the budget didn't allow for that. And we yeah. haven't done with that. We've gone with those three addressable markets to start with. And we fit a budget to fit those. And what's interesting enough, actually, as well, is the fact that as you're reading those out, I'm already thinking about how I'm going to communicate the to that audience. So that also happens when you've got limited budget. You know, fine. If you've got limited budget, only 20, 10, 20 pounds a day, find one of those audience. Let's say we've got Christmas coming up and you've got that Christmas audience. The wise thing would be to say, okay, we're in November now. Black Friday's coming up. Then we've got Christmas. You could start thinking about Christmas. So how are you going to talk to how how do you want the audience to see the ads and what copy is going to resonate with that Christmas audience? Basically, start off there, get that one working, then resonate with another audience. And that's what I've been saying to MIDI Sounds because he's got so many different audiences of different types of music because he does keyboard for different types of music. You've got all these genres of music in, but it's a different. You can't just say, "Hey, are you looking to play your favorite music?" You don't want to say that. You want to say, "Hey, are you interested in orchestral keys and sounds?" Here, this this product's fantastic for you to get orchestrals. Do you sort of I mean or hip hop or rap or whatever? It's exactly the same. So we always talk about that on our shows, don't we? Thinking about the audience and how you're going to talk, how you're going to talk to that audience individually, a persona within each audience. Yeah, and, and, and when I'm looking at this document here that we now create, we actually we actually go ahead and 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 put a requirement against that. So if I look at the switcher campaign, mm. we proposed free carousel and two videos. If I look at the Christmas preppers, four carousels, four carousels and eight static images. The drinker and um, party, um, the party people, that's four carousels and one video. So again, before we've even spent money on an ad, we've gone into actually what do we need to get the engagement we need from that ad. And then what we've done is we've done put a price against each, each stressful market. But what we've done is so with so what we what we and we've done this in the past, and when you know all those years ago is we'll go out and we'll optimize the conversions and we'll put out an ad to an audience that we think is going to buy, which does still work. But obviously, post iOS 14. We've now had to, and we've seen things work and not work, haven't we? And we've sort of gone, maybe we need to switch it up internally. What's really working at the moment for us is actually creating our own addressable markets. So if you look at those three there, so you've got Christmas preppers, switcher, and party people. Now, with Facebook audiences, yes, we can probably get some of them. We can't get exactly the ones we want. So what we've done is we've created those those campaigns, those three campaigns at the top with the carousel, the video, the static images, you put budget behind it. Now, I think actually on this one, Nick, it was around £1,200. Um, I'm just going to get it up here. Um, ad spend, here you go. So this is for a six-week campaign. So Chris's preppers, switcher, and drinking games with party people all had £1,500 ad budget each. So that's four and a half grand. Yeah. £4,500. That would estimate to around 300,000 impressions. Average engagement would be 7%. Essentially, if you go all the way along, which I won't go over with, um, we estimate a cost per acquisition of around £9.92 for a £25 game. Yeah. 
Now, once we've created those audiences, now the middle of funnel, which is our new middle of funnel, is our ads, which the ad spend now has gone down to £1,200 on top of the 1500 So again, you know, a lot of money, isn't it? It's not cheap. That now is asking for a commercial ask. It's asking for the sale. So rather than going to the addressable market, which is, hey, buy this game, which is trying to get us interested in us and we're being interested in them. Yeah. What we're doing is we're going out and saying, hey, you know, do you like these type of games, whatever that may be? You know, our game's funnier than Scrabble. It's funnier than Monopoly. Oh, this is interesting. Get them interested. And then we're asking, asking them to purchase the product. Yeah. But the problem is, Nick, those strategies that work cost a lot more money. So for yeah, this doing so many different ads at different stages. So we all talk about the top, middle, and bottom of funnel. Unfortunately, if you've only got £10 a day, £20 a day to go into, you're starting to not even have enough money to, to do a middle of funnel or bottom of funnel or one of the other. You know, in e-commerce, it usually works well just to do a top of funnel and then maybe a retargeting ad, a DPA ad or a dynamic product ad, which is where it will show the product that they've looked at. Or you do a seven-day stat, which we know it works. But you've automatically already got two budgets there. So you're probably going to need £10, £20 a day for your top of funnel and then £10 a day for your middle of funnel at least so there's 30 quid a day and you haven't even done any testing. Well, this one, six-week campaign, nine and a half grand in that spend. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and that's not applicable to everyone because everyone hasn't got that, haven't they haven't got that. But what you need to go into it with is what is that strategy before I spend money? Yeah. It's all good and well going, oh, I've heard this Facebook thing works, or they listen to this podcast and they work some money out. And absolutely, it does. It will work. It will get you something, but it won't get you the the, the desired results. Yeah, it won't. It won't anymore because you've got to you've got to have that strategy behind it now. It's not like it was five years ago where you whacked down ads. Again, traffic can get orders. The, the platform's too intelligent now. Yeah. If you if you do if you spend twenty pounds a day in even or and test two audiences, change your columns to performance and clicks. In there, it will show you how many results you got, purchase or leads, your click through rates, your click through cost, how much it costs you to get to a thousand people, and off that you can start making decisions because you need if you're getting you know you'll you'll look at it and go okay well we've had two thousand impressions it's cost seventeen quid to get two thousand impressions. My click-throughs are coming through at 0.96, let's say 1%, but it's costing £3 to get a click-through to your website. You know already that you're off to a bad start because you're going to need more than 10 clicks to get someone to buy your product. Because bear in mind, on an average e-com site, 10 landing page views, let's say those 10 clicks, I'd want 10%, minimum 10% to add to cart. So that's one person's add to cart. And then... 50% 50% of ad cart are going to drop out. So you haven't got an order. So automatically now you need 20 people to come to your website to get two ad carts, but one to go through a checkout. And then the chances are that one's not going to go to a purchase. So now we need 30 link clicks to get three ad to carts. One person go to one and a half people go through to, do you see what I mean? So like loads of listening, you can start stacking it up. You probably need 100, 200, 3,000, 1,000 link clicks to get the ad to carts, to get people to go through the, to, to the checkout and then to get a purchase. That's just on e-com. If you're looking at landing pages, you want to be working off an average of 20% of the people that come through to the landing pages give you their email address. 
they up, you know, if it's a download or something or a little cheat sheet, 20%. And then of those 20% that download the cheat sheet, that's not even a purchase. How many are you going to get through to get to a purchase your product afterwards? There's so much more in it. So it's kind of like reverse engineering and just looking at those simple stats and figuring out how much you're going to actually need. If you base it off, it's going to cost you £10 to go there to 1,000 people and 1% click through, that's £10 and you've had one person come through to the website. This is all data everyone will have available to them. So you don't have to go into this blind anymore. You know, the shows we do, Nick, mm. I make it pretty clear. Before you spend any money, look at the data that you've got available. You'll know what your, if it's e-com, your ads cart, you know, all that stuff in there. You'll have yes. that. You'll have it available. So if you know your website's conversion rates and you know what you need to put into that website to get a conversion, don't turn your ads on at £10 a day if you know it's going to cost a pound a click. Exactly. If, you're, if your website is good and you Shopify or whatever will tell you that your website is converting at 2%. Yeah. Which means if you've got a thousand people coming in, two percent are going to order. But yeah. that's not a thousand impressions; that's a thousand clicks, yeah. landing page views, and those twenty orders may be profitable. So that's fantastic. But if it's not, then don't do it. Change and adapt the, your your website with the traffic that's already going there, whether that's organically or PPC, whatever it may be. So. So then when you do turn on ads, you know what you need to then hit and you know yeah. what your benchmark is. Because the crazy thing when you think about this on just how much fallout there is, of a 1,000 people seeing your ad, 1% will click through. But it goes down to – it goes – but that, that again goes down to strategy. Yeah. Aaron Foods, who I was on the phone with this morning, big outfit, intelligent people – and they admitted to me, James, we post a picture of a Jaffa cake so we get them in for cheap. I said, but who is that resonating with? And he said, no, I know, your talk. That's exactly what resonated with us is that our ads or organic posts aren't really for anybody. They're for us. They're not for our audience. We think it's great. So they've got a cheap deal on a Jaffa cake and they just put it on, they just post it. In hope that someone might see it and go, oh, I'll pop when, when I'm next at the, the, the shop, I'll see if they've got a Jaffa Cakes in. Not far off, you know. Everyone does it. Nick, everyone does it. Everyone. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. Everyone does it. But, yeah, you know, the, the, the data that's available, use it. And don't go into this naively. You don't need to anymore. Because the yeah, data- with, with things like that, I mean, it could go slightly off. You, there's a, you always have the one from Audi or Lidl every Christmas, don't you? Because they always bring out an absolute shiner of a bottle of Prosecco, which sells out in about three hours because they do a TV ad of going, yeah, they make a really nice TV ad that looks like it's Marks and Spencer's. And it ends with Lidl Prosecco, $4.99 a bottle in store now for Christmas. And everyone goes for it, don't they? Literally, you've never, I, I'll, I'll never have gone to Lidl and go there just to buy five bottles of Prosecco because I've seen an advert for it. And the and the whole word of mouth over the years has been that they do something like that every year or it's a bottle of gin or something. They just have these crackers, don't they? Yeah. Oh, pardon the pun, it's not a crack of Christmas. But they have these cracking little deals on a particular item. Yeah. People in the store. Yeah, so that's sort of complete. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. So conclusion to this podcast because we're coming up to a, 
about time now is there's just one well there's just one more thing um with budget if you're not so much for the ads that we do you know let's work on for like a seven day stack ad which is re-engaging people already in your ecosystem what i'm working to at the moment is making sure that everyone in that seven day stack so your followers people engage with you see an ad every two weeks as a minimum so if you've got 60,000 people followers, again, do the maths. Do the maths. Times up by two over a month. There's 120,000 impressions there. If your CPM is £10, that's going to cost you £120, give or take, because you want to keep them going. You know, you want to, you don't want people to, again, it's a busy, isn't it? This is a busy platform. So what I'm trying to, what we're saying at the moment from a front end perspective is yes, all the stuff that we do in terms of strategies are great and they work and, they make you loads of money, but actually you've got to, you've still got to be in someone's front of mind, especially yeah. When, yeah. when you've got multiple products, try and keep in them once every two weeks. And that can be cheap, Nick, for a lot of businesses that don't have huge amounts of following. That can be really cheap and really, really, um, yeah. really possible as well. Because I think the whole thing has come down, you know, which we, you know, we've always hated in this Facebook space since we came into it, but it's all about this return on ad spend immediately. Return on ad spend immediately isn't a strategy. That's putting an ad out there and trying to sell your product, isn't it? If we're, you know, from our point of view as an as an agency that has different platforms, run ads on different platforms to create a strategy, and then we have email email automation at the bottom of it from when they go to a website, and then they start getting emails and blah blah. It, it would drive us absolutely bonkers if we had to have a return on ad spend for each of those platforms. Oh, what's our return on ad for Facebook? What's our return on ad spend for TikTok? What's our return on ad spend for email automation? You can't do it. So you've got to look at it as an overall strategy. What is your overall marketing strategy? How much are you spending on marketing and how are you going to strategize so that you make a, a return for the business as a whole on your act- marketing activity? But that's starting to probably get, you know, the problem is it's harder for a small business and a large business. It's different. It's a different, it's different gravy, isn't it? I would say, I would say most smaller businesses have more knowledge of that. Yeah. Most, because, because it's data that you've got available within a couple of clicks. You know, if you're using Shopify or if you're selling a course or you're a local solicitor or accountancy firm, you'll pretty much know your numbers anyway. Yeah. Really? So, I think for smaller businesses that listen to this, and most the majority are, use the data you've got. And even if you're running ads now, pause them. If they're not, if you don't think they're working or you don't know how to monitor them properly, just pause them and say, right, let me get all this data in front of me and run through it. And what do I actually physically need to do to hit those desired goals? Because something that, again, we're stressing a lot at the moment is, um, is... I'd rather have a goal, aim a goal to aim for than no goal at all. Yeah. And I think that's really important with a lot of small business owners that again will listen to this is that you can put £10 a day and think you're doing Facebook advertising. It's great, you are to a level. But what again are you aiming for? Mm-hmm. Is it to get a purchase at a certain cost? Or what is it? Because I I truly believe there's probably 60, 70% of people that spend money on Facebook and Instagram. They have no idea why they're doing it. They know to a level why they're doing it, but why really they're not really too sure or how they're doing it. Because they think they should just do it. It's like I had Fiona on the call who saw us at the show last week and she's a freelancer and, you know, she's looking to sign up 
and she's like, look, I'm running out. I'm starting to get overwhelmed. It's working. They're working reasonably well. She hasn't done a bad job really of setting them up at all. Um, good for her. And But she's starting to get overwhelmed because more people, small businesses are wanting to come to her as, free, as Facebook marketer. And, you know, she said, I have no idea the days she didn't know how to set the columns up. She didn't. She was using Safari to run ads where you need to run Google. Um, you need to ring, uh, run, use Google Chrome because you can have my Pixel Helper installed on it, which tells you the Pixel's working. All this sort of stuff are just little checklists that you need to have sorted to get things going. In fact, that's a podcast. It's a podcast I'm, we're actually, we're actually going to do of the checklists that you need to have just to be able to make those data decisions because – yeah, we could be here all day, but the creative is one thing. The messaging is one thing. But if you can't read the data that's coming out of it, you don't even know if it's working, apart from looking at whether you've got orders or not. Yeah. And again, start with the data you've got to hand before you run an ad. Stop, you know, again, if you don't know what your goal is for spending money or, or what goals you need to hit to hit certain you know metrics, just pause them. Pause them, sit down, figure it out. Please podcast from the beginning and start again. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. And and then once you know where you need to go, you know, set them live again. But it's um, there's no excuse anymore, is there? Because you've got the data available. Yeah. And if you want to spend, yeah, you can make this work at £10 a day. Absolutely, you can. But if it's working, then spend more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't, don't just sit there and, and you know, just, just coast. We don't want to coast, do we? No. Okay. Okay, well, Bruno, we'll wrap that up now. That's probably oh, Nick. Are we gonna Nick? Are we gonna change the the? Uh, are we gonna change the podcast name. Mm-hmm. What gonna... the ad clinic? No, we're we gonna change the podcast name. Are we? Yeah, let's run meta ads. All right. Yeah, yeah, funny. It's quite cool though, isn't it? Have you seen the adverts for Meta? Yeah, right. Not that I want to get into this too much, but have you seen that Mark Zuckerberg? When he was, when he's gone into the metaverse. No, what? When they released it on how he's talking about it. It's the most awkward few minutes I've ever. Bear in mind, this this is the CEO of Facebook. I can't believe he hasn't been trained. I'm gonna have to send you it after. If anyone's, if anyone, type yeah, send it, it after. Send it, me. Nick, it's awful. It's weird. I have to look look at that. But I was watching a video on just like. The guy, the, the video was a guy sitting in his kitchen. He puts on his glasses, yeah, and sees other things. Someone walk past and he waves to them. Like it's just mad. It's mad, isn't it? And even Ray Ban, I put a post up the other day. Ray Ban has now got its gla- its kind of Google glasses. Ray Ban X Facebook. You can tell you now. Click. You can you can video your glasses and put it up to your story. Okay. Oh, man. From, a, from an e-commerce perspective. Okay. I might have to get a pair and uh just just to see what they're like, just to test them out, send them back. But and then Josh last night, just talking about e-commerce, Josh, uh, my my lad who now works for us, but he was saying that um he bought something online through well, he bought something through HM's app. He needed some T-shirts because he was going away. And this was a couple of weeks ago, last week. He, You stand there. You click the button, which opens your camera through the app. You stand there, top on or top off, but it needs to obviously – it can't be a baggy top. And it measure, you stand there and slowly turn around in a circle, and it measures you 
and then tells you what size you need. Perfect. Like how cool is in a way like it's scary, but absolutely awesome how this world's sort of changing. That, 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 those glasses and, you know, the metaverse in terms of shopping, there, there won't be a high street anymore. I'm not, I'm not. Well, yeah, I mean, you've been into the Amazon store. There's one opened in Putney where I am. Not am, but where I go a lot of times. And uh, that's where I, I, I was saying to Karen on the other day, I was like, oh, I can't wait until that opens. I just want to go in and see how it all works. That's how you went to. You just wanted to see how it worked, didn't you? Well, that's until uh, um, Wembley, didn't I, to watch the bottom of the Euros. And, um, and yeah, they've got one just outside. And I said to my friend, I went down, I said, I'll just bear with me. He said, well, you don't need a friend. I said, no, I've just got to. I've just got to. But when I bought some sushi, just walked out. It's the best thing in the world. I was literally giggling away to myself. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I have to look at these Ray-Bans, actually, and just see how they work with the screen. Because I wonder if that, if it still works, that it's like, because it's an, an app within, you know, it's digital, that like, you know, like a Tesla, you upgrade it by basically hooking up to the internet and doing an upgrade, don't you? Would the glasses work the same, that you just keep on upgrading them as technology changes? Obviously, to a degree, it's like an Apple Watch, you know, it has its yearly edition, doesn't it? But mental cool like you can just literally post your story of what you're looking at in a restaurant looking at your food looking around you and you post it up to your story rather than holding your camera out yours would actually be quite exciting now <laughs> yeah yeah it will there'll be there'll be lots going on in my story the doctor i am actually dressed as a doctor now i've got my new coat through <sighs> yeah so nick nick has become a self-proclaimed doctor in the last few weeks so for those that don't know the ads uh, doctor the digital doctor the ads doctor um you're going to start seeing some reels so send your questions in if you've got any questions send your questions in i'll be answering those questions as the doctor on my reels on my instagram the doctor and i'll tag you in that's maybe that's one way you should do it. Oh, I'm going to do this and put this onto a Facebook group. People can ask their questions. I easy one. Some people, when I say, Hey, have you got any questions? They come back through with an absolute cracker that I'm just like, How long have you got? Little questions I can answer in a little 30 second snippet and I'll answer them and tag them in on the reel. That's a good can you tag in on reels? I don't know. You need to ask the team. I don't know. I'm learning this organic stuff at the moment, like how to actually post. Yeah, it's a good podcast. Funny, it's funny, like even. So we are like the most basic people in, in social media, as in we understand how to make people money in social media, how to use it on a day-to-day basis. We are awful. Jake's come into the team and gone, oh, better get myself a Facebook account then, hadn't I? It's like 15 years later and he hasn't even got the Facebook account. You probably haven't even logged into your Facebook account. In fact, I asked you to do it today and you're like, oh, I've probably logged down. I don't have my password. It's literally just like our team are just like, what is going on here? Like the people at the top basically don't even use it. I'm trying to, but I am on the phone to live like three times a day going, how do I add music to a reel? How do I do this? How do I do that? She's just like, I'll say why, Nick, because the reality is it doesn't matter. You've got things to do. Oh, no, but if you're on social media, all this is is leasing eyeballs. So as long as you're native, there you go, your little word for the week, you're, as long as you're native, native to that platform. It's an important word. It is an important word. But then you're, you're just engaged an audience. You've been, people have been trying to engage an audience since the 40s. Nothing's changed. Well, advertising started, I think, wasn't it, in 1908 or something? I think the word advertising was created. 
And that's where you've got some Ogilvy and the top boys right at the beginning of copywriting and stuff like that. That's all it was, talking to an audience. And the thing is that we we know and we talk about is it shouldn't change. The it platforms change. change. The platforms change, but sales copy is still sales copy. It's all so, the same. You know, you know, nothing has changed. Call yes. to actions, still call to actions, everything. The platform and, you know, UX and websites, yeah, that's changed because it's made it easier for people to purchase and quicker. But... Again, it's you, all you're trying to do is get someone engaged in a product or service and get them to purchase it. That's it. It's, they're just in different places, whether it's a billboard or a, online or face to face, postal, email. It's it's it's, it's all. It's, nothing's changed yeah. years, and it's not going to. Unless we get to the metaverse and put some lessons on them, really cool. Even still, it'll still be a CTA. Yeah. Okay, let's leave it there, Nick. Pleasure. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Hi, Nick. Hi, Doctor. Thank you for joining us again today. If you want to find out more, please head over to our socials at Let's Run Social, where we share daily content. And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you, and any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.